Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 64 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy this show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Here we are, another Friday. We are full steam ahead into the month of November. Before you know it, it'll be Thanksgiving, and it'll be round two of our holiday fight to stay conscious, stay aware, and stay afloat during the holiday season. Well, let's not take any more time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys, I had a bad week. According to the scale, at least, I'm taking strides here to put strength training back into my regimen. I used to be with a trainer two to three times a week. And for financial reasons, I couldn't continue. So I decided for my November consistency challenge, I would reintroduce strength training back into my life. And I bought a kettlebell set and I introduced a 30-minute kettlebell workout into my workout regimen three days three days for the first week. I committed to two, but I did a bonus day and been in a tremendous amount of pain and soreness and swelling. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not taking this gain seriously right now. We're at a 4.2 pound gain. Listen, you gain this much weight, something should be tighter, right? Clothes should be tighter, things shouldn't fit right, and nothing, everything fits exactly the same. Uh, as it did yesterday or the day before or anything, or even last week. For the month of November, since this is the first weigh-in of November, we are up 4.2 pounds. Total, since January 2019, we are down 136.2. The pounds remaining to get to our current milestone goal of minus 150 is 13.8 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to our next milestone goal, which is the minus 175, is 38.8 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to our big goal, which was to lose 200 pounds, is 63.8 pounds. Today, we are going to talk about the new Weight Watchers plan. So, on Monday this week the world went into chaos for Weight Watcher members. I should say at least, not for everybody else, but for Weight Watcher members, especially ones who don't do well with change, the world went into chaos for the brand new Weight Watcher plan. And the virtual workshops have been packed to the max. You can't even get a word in. They're 
extremely disorganized because people can't keep their mouth shut long enough to allow the leaders to do their job and explain the plan. But that's just my opinion. What do I know? It is almost unbearable to be in a workshop right now because people just can't stay quiet and listen. If it was my advice to you and you haven't made it to a workshop regarding the new plan yet, I would say stay quiet and listen. But since everybody's in panic mode, it doesn't help either way. Now, I believe I broke the code. I believe I know exactly how the new system works. We're going to get that to that later in the show. But first, let me get you some details specifically on what changed for me. I did my little survey on Monday morning. So the first thing I noticed after doing the survey is I lost a point. Now, it's not a big deal to go from 34 to 33 points per day. Not a big deal at all. And I heard other people had lost more than me. I heard some as much as seven points or eight points. Now, most of this is geared toward getting you to realize certain aspects of a healthy lifestyle need to be incorporated. That's my assessment so far. And they are extremely motivating you to do this. They are actually giving you points back for tracking vegetable servings. And what is a vegetable serving? If you eat a cup of peas or a cup of carrots or whatever it is, they will give you one point per every serving, one cup serving of that particular vegetable or of any particular vegetable that isn't starch-based. So they won't give you points back for eating corn, even though that's a vegetable, okay? So that was one thing I noticed right away was that you, even if you lost points, you can make up for them by just eating healthier. And for me particularly, I was already eating three to five vegetables a day, depending on the day of the week. So I was well compensated for when he, anything I lost. That's for sure. The se- second thing I noticed, the you had your choice of your favorite foods. And it seemed to be, if, if you chose this as your favorite food, it gave you some version of that food as a zero point item. So if I say to the system, he, I like yogurt and cottage cheese, it told me that if you eat non-fat yogurt or non-fat cottage cheese, you could eat those at zero points. So not necessarily all yogurt. So some yogurt will still have points. Some cottage cheeses will still have points. It's if you eat a specific kind, do you get it for zero? So essentially what they did was they allowed every member to choose their own favorite zero-point foods. Now, part of me got me thinking. It got my brain moving. Could the choice of zero-point foods partly dictate the member's daily points? Like, so if I went in there and I chose all my favorite items were something carb-related, let's just say, okay? So now it gave me a bunch of zero-point carb-related options here. And would that bring down my daily? You know, like if I chose all protein-based 
would my points be higher? I don't know, just something to think about. It made me want to, because apparently you can do this survey again and again and again, and, you know, until the plan works for a, a lifestyle that you want to live. Part of me wanted to just experiment. I, You know what? I, have, I plan to do plenty of experimentation with the new system. I did plenty of experimentation when they switched from, what was it called? Points Plus or Smart Points? Whatever the plan was called before it became the green, blue, and purple plans. And when they switched to the, I went crazy experimenting. What could I do? What could I get away with? How far can I push the rules of the system to get what I want? And I totally plan to do the exact same thing with this new system. So the, the new zero-point foods that I gained in the process of answering the questionnaire as I saw fit was yogurt and cottage cheese. This would be non-fat yogurt, plain non-fat yogurt, plain non-fat cottage cheese. Another zero-point item I gained was corn and plain popcorn. Another, and the last thing that I didn't have before that I have now is brown rice and whole wheat pasta that I gained as a zero point food. So right away I jumped into using brown rice in my meals and I saved a whole bunch of points because I was eating, I three nights a week I have a cup of rice with my dinner and I was spending six points for white rice and I went from there to having zero points with brown rice. That saved a bunch of points, which made me a little nervous because, okay, to give you an example, today I have everything tracked in my tracker. And last week on this day, I ate the exact same foods last week as I am doing today. And at the end of the day last week, after I was done eating, I had nine points remaining. Today, I have 19 points remaining. And that makes me a little nervous. Another thing I noticed was it was just easier because I am someone who saves my meals because I eat the meals the same every time. It was easier to delete everything I saved because none, nothing was coming out correct with the new system point-wise. So I just recreated the whole system, resaved all my meals. It was just easier to do so. By Sunday this week... I will have completed recreating all my meals and uh, good to go. And that's not a big deal to me. Another thing, the final thing I noticed is the fit points accrual. You know, I'm a big user of fit points and now they don't call them fit points anymore. They call them activity points. But the accrual of those points is less than before. So I, on a four mile walk yesterday, it was my first test to see on the new system. I earned 16 points on the same four-mile walk last week, a week ago from yesterday. I earned 33 points. So, you know, you would say, holy crap, that's, a, that's like half, right? But in a sense, I was always battling with myself. On the nights when I would choose to use the fit points, like Saturday night, I would always battle with myself and have this little fight with myself that because it's a lot that I created, I don't want to eat them all. So I'd go through this whole back and forth seesaw thing where I would decide a negotiation with myself of how much I would eat. But since they've cut it down drastically like this, 
If this is what I'm looking at for a Saturday night, 16 extra points, you know what? I don't think that I'd have any hesitation to use all 16 considering I planned it that way to begin with. And I've been doing Saturday nights with fit points for months and months. And it's almost like they have this whole section. I don't know if you guys went through it yet, but learn about the new system. It's at the top of the home page in the app. And if you go through all the pages of this presentation type deal, whatever it is, there is a section that talks about fit points. And if you read it and you really analyze what they're saying, it's almost as if they are encouraging you to eat what you create because they say you'll never, you won't create more than you burn. So go ahead and eat them. The system is designed that you will never create more points than you burn. So, hey, challenge accepted. We're, we're going to, that's, that's in the plans to eat the fit points we create. I don't know if I'm going to do it on a daily basis. Like maybe I'll do it on the days I walk only. I don't know. But at some point, we're going to experiment with that. And I'll report to you guys how I, how I fared. But that's, that's all that changed for me. Now, we're going to talk a little more about the new system. But first, we're going to take a break. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for at The Ranting Weight Watcher. On Twitter, search for at The Ranting WW. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. You can also call the show and leave a voicemail message that could be played on the air. Just call 505-652-7268. Again, that's 505-652-7268. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher is now rated number four in Feedspot.com's top 10 Weight Watchers podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. In the first segment, we were talking about the new plan from Weight Watchers that basically launched on Monday, November 8th. I was telling you about the certain things that have changed for me. And part of the first segment, I, I, I was wondering, what if the zero-point foods you choose dictate or have a hit or a say on how many daily points you earn? Or, you know, so like for me, I get 33 points per day. Did the zero point foods I chose, is that the reason I lost the point because of one of one or two of the zero point foods I chose? Because I know some people that lost like seven, some, one person, 11 points. I think that was the most out of anybody. So happened to look in the settings here. If you go into the WW app and you're looking at the homepage that 
you know, says your point value where you would normally track food and all that stuff. In the upper right corner is your profile picture. If you touch your profile picture and go to the next screen where you're, you see your profile, in the upper right corner, again, you see a gear. If you touch that gear, your first option is going to be food settings. If you select food settings, then zero point food settings, you'll see this screen that says you can change your up your zero point foods here. Then it says you can switch up your zero point foods at any time. Our recommendation, stick with it for a week or so. Then right underneath that, it says, keep in mind that changing your zero point foods may also change your points budget. So there's confirmation right there. If you ended up losing a lot of points, think about it. The purple plan, I believe, if I remember correctly, the purple plan had the most zero point foods, but the least amount of points. So if you chose a bunch of foods that were your favorite foods to be your zero point foods, and they were on the purple plan side of things, maybe that's why you lost so many points. And maybe if you want to get some of those points back, you go back in there and choose different zero point foods. Maybe ones that, you know, are a little, you know, some other ones that you like. Never mind. You know, if you chose, this is my thinking. I'm not saying this is the way it works, but if you chose mainly carbs to be become zero point food items, think about it in relation to the purple plan. And if that's the case, then that could be why you lost so many points. Now, you could change that at any time. You could take that questionnaire again. You, could, you don't have to listen to them and wait a week. You can take the questionnaire again now and fix the problem. Try to answer differently so you get different point values. But that was my confirmation right there. And we have all but figured this whole system out. And we're going to get into that again a little later. So stick with me. But for now, I want to talk about the buildup to this whole thing. I swear, this whole change for Weight Watchers, this was the worst kept secret on the planet. On the planet. And it's just... I feel like they could have done better. They could have done this so much better. This is my second change. When I joined, it was in the previous, I wasn't on the other plan long, okay? But my plan became the blue plan. Whatever it was called, smart points. I believe that was called smart points. So the smart point plan became the blue plan and then they introduced the green and purple plans. But they did that and, you know, it's almost like you got to, how who who's in their right mind thought that they should change an entire country's plan on the same day? One day for everybody. I just, I don't get how that works. When they changed it to the blue, purple, and green plans, they started telling people about the plan way in advance. So they knew... They were taught almost the entire plan before it launched. You had people that we launched on Monday. You had people who had no idea what the new plan would be like. 
They just launched a new plan. Who's the smart guy that did this? Who's the guy that needs to be put in the bathroom and never listened to again during a board meeting? That's that guy. Hello? I don't care if it's the CEO. That was a stupid move. Stupid move. Idiotic. Completely idiotic. You had people who had no education on their new system panicking, joining virtual meetings and all that other stuff in droves. In droves. 300 plus people in a virtual meeting. Ridiculous. Ridiculous handling. They could have been taught this entire system and taught what would what to expect. Leading in the weeks up to this. And then you could have launched all on the same day in the same fashion. It wouldn't have half the fucking panic. Half the panic. People would have known what they had to do. They would know what was expected of them. Well, Don, it's not going to change that much. No, no, this is what you, you put this out there. The world knew before it came out that whatever the plan was, it was going to be much more personalized to the person and no two plans were going to be alike. That's what we knew. No two plans are going to be alike. So of course you're putting people in a panic. Idiotic. So stupid. Meanwhile... As we built up, they they did all of this trying to hide the, the new plan and all this stuff and the worst kept secret ever. Meanwhile, they launched it in other countries before. So how, how, how long could it be kept a secret if it's launched in other countries around the world? And we have this thing called the internet. I mean, come on, come on. Really think about this. But as everybody was all panicking because Weight Watchers was about to change again, I started to think, what did I know about the plan? I knew it was going to be personalized to the person, and I knew that no two plans were going to be alike. How they were going to do this, I didn't know. But here's the way my mind works. My mind works by saying, how can they do this? How can they do something like this and be so personal? I mean, think about when you're shopping in the store. How many people that listen to me buy Lean Cuisines? When you buy a Lean Cuisine, back in the day, you used to have a number on there. This Lean Cuisine is this many smart points. If everybody's plan is personalized, how are they going to do that? Think about how many companies like Lean Cuisine exist. Think about how much revenue is going to be lost. So my question then is if the, tr- if the plans are truly individualized, how will these companies survive? All of these companies that made millions of dollars selling food to make your life easier so you can deal with a healthy lifestyle in an easy way, how are they going to exist? And I'm sure, you know, when you see that little smart points icon on an, food package 
I mean, I don't know much about royalties and how they work, but I do know this. If you use a company's trademarked logo, you have to pay them to be able to do that. And I swear, back in the day, when it used to be Smart Points, you used to see that. I mean, I haven't eaten a Lean Cuisine in many, uh, many, many, many years at this point. But I remember the Smart Points icon being there. The little number eight, the little number seven, the little Weight Watchers logo underneath it. That was before it was WW. I remember that. In order for that little number in that logo to be on that box, Lean Cuisine had to pay a royalty fee. I mean, in every, that's how every other business works in this world. I mean, come on. Really think about how business works. There's, there, I, got, I know I got listeners out there that know how uh, advertising works and stuff like that. You want to be able to advertise your own product and your product is to a certain clientele and you want to attach yourself to that clientele by any means necessary. So I'm Lean Cuisine and I'm not, I'm not going to miss an opportunity. I want to partner with Weight Watchers. And you know Weight Watchers is making a cut of every Lean Cuisine sold just because of their logo sitting there? That had to have been part of the deal. How do you just let all that revenue go? How could this be possible? How can a switch to a personalized world be possible? There's just way too much money to be lost. Way too much money. So what's the secret ingredient? What's the secret ingredient? We're going to talk about that after the break. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side.
you will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So what is the secret ingredient? How could they do what they claim to have done with these plans? How could they make it personalized and not put enormous companies out of business. How could they make it personalized? What if there is no secret ingredient? How individualized are these plans? In reality, how could food items have the same point value for two different people if, and I quote, no two plans are alike? Is it possible that the green, the blue, and the purple plans still exist? What if the green plan got a few tweaks? Little Adjustment here, nip and tuck there. What if there's a slight adjustment on the green plan and then that plan becomes the diabetic plan? I was in a workshop the day of the launch. In spite of 
almost 200 people in one Zoom meeting. All in complete panic. All talking out of order. All, it, it, was, it was absolute chaos compared to a normal meeting. The leaders, I don't care how good they normally are, none of them, none of them can handle the massive load of people coming in in a panic. They barely got their spiel. They barely got into their script before people were raising their hands to ask questions. It was, it was agony to be in the, I haven't made it through a full workshop since the launch. I sit in a, I sat in two workshops. The first one I sat 10, 15 minutes. The second one about five before I couldn't take it anymore because that's how much, how chaotic it is. And then you got morons in this day and age who still don't know how to mute themselves in a Zoom meeting. We're two years into a pandemic where Zoom is being used on a daily basis, minute by minute, hour by hour, for God knows how many things. And you have people out there who don't know how to mute themselves yet. And they don't realize that these personal devices, these little tablets, these little cell phones, the microphones on them are so sensitive, you can hear a rat fart in Egypt. And they're sitting there making noise, washing dishes, doing all these kinds of things. And there's so many people in the workshop, they can't find who's making the noise. All because of a chaotic way that they handled a change in plan. But I got off on a tangent there. In the first meeting I went to, a woman started talking. And this is the segment of the meeting where you're supposed to talk about something good that happened to you. Did you have a loss? Wins, losses, whatever. Non-scale victories. Challenges. This is, the, this is the, what the leader is trying to get out. And instead of giving her non-scale victory or her victory or whatever, she comes out with, I really like the diabetic plan. And so the coach, you know, trying to be polite, says, Oh, really? Well, what do you like about it? And she says, everything has points. Even fruit. Everything has points. Even fruit. Now let's think about, I was never on the green plan. But the one thing I know about the green plan is, everything except Vegetables and fruit had points. Vegetables and fruit were the only zero-point foods. Now, 
what if they just made fruit have points and turned the green plan into the diabetic plan? We can answer this question pretty easily. But I need your help to do that. If there's someone out there who was on the green plan and is diabetic and is now on the diabetic plan, email the show. Tell me if there's any difference. If there is a difference, what is the difference? If there's someone out there that was on the green plan and is desperate to be back on the green plan and is willing to lie to the survey and say they have diabetes to test this out, this theory of mine out, do it for a week and then send an email to the show. Let's figure this out together. It's not hard. I already told you how to get to the survey. And it's just about saying, I'm a diabetic. So what if you're not really a diabetic? If you're desperate to be back on green and the diabetes plan is simply the green plan with a facelift, a nip and a tuck, then Why not give it a shot? I think you'll find that it's entirely possible just based on what that woman said in that meeting. This is my speculation. If someone out there wants to give it a shot, and email the show, we can report the findings to the world. What if the purple plan and the blue plan got together one night and they played some soft music, had a couple glasses of wine, had some Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett's playing maybe there's a little bit of a slow dance things get a little crazy one too many drinks one thing leads to another yada 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 the green and the blue plan find themselves with a young one they give birth to a new plan a plan that each parent is a part of so there's some of the blue and there's some of the purple in there but are they truly individualized So I was able to uh, confirm something that I had been thinking about 
prior. I was wondering if I had done myself a disservice by making it so that I was picking in the in the in the survey specifically that I was picking a zero point food to be my favorite when it was already a zero point food to begin with. So part of me was wondering, would it still be a zero point food if I didn't choose it? So I was able to confirm. So specifically, I was thinking about stuff like the yogurt and cottage cheese, like that yogurt, the Greek non-fat plain Greek yogurt. I eat that as part of my breakfast and it's zero points. And I thought to myself, if it was already zero points before the change, did I do myself a disservice by choosing it after as a favorite zero point food? But I came to real, I came to find out that it would be, if someone doesn't choose that, if do, someone doesn't say yogurt or cottage cheese as one of their favorites, they would not get even the low fat or no, I'm sorry, the non-fat plain Greek yogurt as zero points if they didn't choose yogurt and cottage cheese as one of their favorite zero point foods during the survey. So even the non-fat plain Greek yogurt would cost them points where I get it for a zero because I chose it as a favorite. So it definitely confirms what I thought in the beginning that the one thing that separates us that makes this all individualized is we all have different zero point foods. But if none of us chose the food item, if we're four, three or four of us sitting in a room and none of us chose yogurt and cottage cheese as a favorite and we have this cottage cheese on the table and we all zap the barcode, I have not confirmed this yet, but I'm pretty sure my hunch tells me that for all of us, except for maybe the diabetic plan, but for all of us, that cottage cheese would come up the same points based on the nutritional value of that cottage cheese. Even when someone chooses cottage cheese as a favorite zero-point food, it's not exactly the one they like that's zero points. It's some other version of cottage cheese that's zero points. Non-fat, it may not be the one they are eating. So if we eliminate it and say none of us chose cottage cheese and yogurt to be favorite, and we have this little container of cottage cheese, and there's four of us sitting in a room and we all eat one, and we all zap the barcode, it's going to come up the same two points for every single one of us. Because that point value is based on the nutrition in that, on the side of that cup. Except for maybe the diabetic plan. That's the only thing I can think of now. I have not confirmed any of this. This is all speculation. But what is the point of all this? You know, when I was 13 years old, my dad, he gave me my first computer. And from the time when I was a kid, 
I always needed to know how something worked. Why is this like this? How is this like this? What created this? How does it work? So my, bo- my father bought me my first computer at 13 years old. And I remember once I learned how to use it and I've had it for a while, I started to get more and more curious of how it worked. And part of me, part of that was driven by wanting to make the computer better because the computer was limited. It was my very first computer. It did not have, I mean, I went to school and I had a teacher, Mr. Stewart, sixth grade (laughs) homeroom teacher. And he had a Apple two GS. And I swear that was like my favorite computer and the most desired thing on the planet. So when I asked my dad to get my computer, I wanted that computer, the Apple II GS. He ended up coming home with something that I had never encountered in my life. Some Microsoft DOS-based computer that I didn't know how to use. So someone in our church knew how to use Microsoft DOS and uh, taught me how to do it, taught me the ins and outs, of everything I needed to know. And the computer became a serviceable thing for me to use. And then I got a little crazy and I wanted to be able to play games on it. So as I discovered playing games on it, I was very limited. The computer graphics were four-color graphics, which means the screen can only show four colors at the same time. It was very, very limited. Nothing like the Apple IIgs of that time. So I set a, I don't know, how do I make this better? How do I make the computer better? And the very first time I decided to do this, the look on my father's face was classic. I'll, I'll never forget it. He came into the room and each part of the entire guts of the, what you guys would say is the tower, was spread out across my bedroom. <laughs> Neatly with all little, little, labels and where it went and all this stuff (laughs) and the screws that I removed in order to remove that piece (laughs) was spread all over the room. And then came the task of remembering how the hell did it all go in there? Where did it go? And could I remember how to put it back together? Well, we end up finding someone else who worked for IBM who was able to help me put it back together. To make a long story short, if it was not for this experience, if it was not for my father buying me not the computer that I wanted, but the computer that he wanted because it was, I don't know, $1,000 cheaper than the Apple IIgs of the time, he would not have put the desire in me to make it better. And I would not have had the desire to take it apart. And I would never have learned to put it back together. And I never would have learned how to build every computer I've owned for the last 15 years. And that's what drives wanting to know the new system 
this in depth. Number one, it gives me leeway to experiment. Number two, it gives me the ability to put other people at ease who are not good with change and just want to understand why is this happening to them. The one thing I hope you get from me today is this. It doesn't really matter what Weight Watchers does. Two days from now, they can announce a new change. Two months from now, they can announce a new change. Two years from now, they can announce a new change. If you're dedicated to the healthy lifestyle you said you're out, set out to do, none of this matters. You're going to do what's required of you regardless. Am I right? Why would you quit? If you quit, you're either going to go back to the way you came from or you're going to have to join a new system and learn that new system anyway. So either way, you're learning something new. And what you might go to, you might find out you might not like and then you come back and have to learn this system anyway. So take a breath, relax, and let's learn this system together. And we got to go in deep. We got to know the ins and outs of this better than even the leaders in the room. When you go into a, a Zoom meeting, the goal is to know the system even better than they do. At least that's my goal. To know the system on levels that most people would never push. To push the system further than anyone else has ever pushed it in the design, since this design. That's how I work. That's what I do. I push everything beyond its limits to see how far can I go. And there's nothing wrong with that. It makes life interesting to push things to their limits. It's the same theology applied to every time you lift a weight over your head. Push yourself beyond your limits. Everything you do, push yourself beyond your limits. Never ever be comfortable. Never ever be stagnant. Always be working. Always desire more. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.